Episode 26 here of the Cherokee Rewind starting up. I am Mick. I'm glad you're hanging out with us here. We appreciate it very much. Uh, well, this this week we're going to take a interesting turn. I've uh, been here local, local guys, stateside here. And, of course, this is no different here what we're doing, but we're going to take a little bit of a U-turn and head up north. And I mean way up north, as in north to Alaska. As we're going to be saying hello to a guy who played for the Cherokee not too long ago, a while back, but not too long ago. And he goes by the name of John Sitton. John, how you doing today? Doing great today, Nick. How are you? Well, hey, I'm this side of Embalmed. You know, I opened my eyes and didn't see dirt. It's always a good day. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, John, what years did you play in Toledo? So I was in Toledo the 04-05 season. Okay. And that was a very, that was actually a really good team you played on. Because I'm trying to remember, who who was your goaltending partner? Oh, man. Um, so I uh, I had a couple of guys, right? I had uh, Tony Corsini. Oh, yeah. Um, him and I uh, spent a lot of time, uh, you know, splitting duties in net. Um, but then we also had uh, Mr. Wright. Yeah, also, Ben Wright. Right? Third, third, third goaltender. Yeah, Ben. So um, there were, you know, three of us uh, that year. But, um, yeah, it was a it was a great team. Very talented. Yeah, and you know, you know, I I had been on in an earlier podcast. Now I, and now I remember him telling me about that because he that, that he had you. He's like going. He goes, "How could I play?" He goes, "I had the, two of the best goalies in the league in front of me." You know, and that's very true. I mean, you guys, you did. You and Tony both were outstanding. And uh, you know, it's funny. I was um, I was thinking about that, and it's like. We were, we always had a thing where we did not just have one decent goalie. We either had uh, two goalies that were, eh, they were okay, or else we had, uh, when we had really good goalies, we always had two of them at least. So, and, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have like we had one who would be carrying the mail the whole season, and then the backup would be, eh, eh, you know, okay. You know, no, we had we had two. Usually, when we had a really good goalie, we always had both our goalies being really, really good. And that year, we had three goalies, so it just goes to tell you. But uh, now, tell me before we get into all the Toledo stuff. Tell me, uh, how old were you when you put on a pair of skates, and what got you interested in this game? Oh man, I would say um, I was a very young mite when I started. So I was about, you know, three and a half uh, with the skates on. Um, I had an older brother that played hockey as well. Um, so, yeah, I started here uh, in Alaska at about three and a half. Um, and, you know, started playing comp hockey at about, you know, eight or something like that. And, um, and yeah, just kind of grew up here in Alaska playing hockey and then um, ended up in Toledo kind of an accident. But, uh, you know, we can get to that here in a little while. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's when it started. So when you were a kid, who would, I mean, being that there weren't, I mean, back then they had the aces, I believe. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, but uh, who did you guys really have to follow as far as uh, hockey was concerned? So, Mick, the, uh, the way it works up here, right, as an Alaskan, you pick your own sports teams, uh-huh. right? So some people's families are from here, from there, right? So that's where your allegiances are. Um, you're right. There is not an NHL team in Alaska. There isn't one. Well, there's going to be one in Seattle here soon, right? But yeah. uh, uh, So everyone picks their own team. So me, no reason at all. I'm a Boston Bruins fan. I always have been. <laughs> oh, I always will be. Um, but I, I can't tell you why, right? But I grew up watching, uh, you know, Cam Neely, Andy Moe, Ray Bork, those guys in the early 90s. And uh, that was that was always my team. Huh. Well, still is. So. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, was it that way with all sports, like with football and basketball and baseball, all Boston yeah, teams? Yeah. Well, no, actually, no. So, honestly, I don't. I don't really care about uh, any other sport except for hockey. Um, you know, I'll watch football. I have a football game on right now at my house, but um, I honestly don't care who wins. <laughs> it's only it's only about the Bruins. Ah, gotcha. So now, but as far as uh, when did you follow the Aces when they had an ECHL team? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Not a whole lot to do uh, on the weekends, right? Especially in the wintertime, cold and dark. 
So, um, you know, the, the Aces was always something you'd go do. Um, got, you know, friends that played there, um, you know, old, old coaches that played there. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a big deal. Really sad to see them go. Um, but, you know, the economics just weren't there. I was going to say, what I mean, because, yeah, the, it's when that's the only team you got and that's the nearest team is thousands and thousands of miles away. <laughs> Yeah, those road trips had to be brutal. Oh yeah, no, they they spent a lot of time on you know on on, on airplanes and and that kind of stuff. And for an ECHL team, right, that we might have let's say fifteen hundred to two thousand people in the stands at a home game, mm-hmm. it's just tough to to make ends meet. Hmm. Yeah, because they played out of if I remember correctly, they played out of the Sullivan Center, right? <laughs> You're good. Yeah, Sullivan Arena. Yep. 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 Still there. Um, actually, uh, mostly men's league happens there now. Um, and then, you know, youth practice and that kind of stuff. Huh. Wow. No. So John, let me ask you, um, you were talking about play now. Did you play high school or did you play, dare I say it, travel, uh, when um, up there? Yeah, actually I, I did both. Um, Alaska is one of those States where, uh, we did both. Um, the high school was actually good when I was playing, um, uh, not really so much anymore up here, but, um, the, the, the travel, um, was a, was a big deal. Um, I played on a couple of those really talented, um, Alaska all-star under 18 teams that did really well nationally. Um, and that was before, um, you guys all put together those super, travel leagues right where you have all those teams that play each other all year and uh we (laughs) that didn't exist when i was playing but uh, we always had really really good top tier teams and we we really competed um at a high level nationally so how long did you uh how long did you play high school i played i played three years of high school so i didn't try out my freshman year um, I was a 14 year old, uh, playing bantams, right. Yeah. Uh, again, before they had the, uh, the U 16s and all that kind of stuff. So I was a 14 year old, um, as a freshman, I didn't try out, um, the school that I ended up playing for diamond, um, is, a, is a kind of perennial powerhouse up here. Um, I chose to go there, uh, because I was good at hockey <laughs> and the zone, the zoning where I was supposed to go to school, they were not good. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to, so I went to a secondary school so I could choose the school that I played for. Uh-huh. So I played for diamond and then I played for the, uh, the Alaska all-stars there. Um, starting, uh, U18 triple I made the jump from Bantam triple to U18. So as a 15 year old, <laughs> I was on that under 18 team. And, uh, that was a, that was a really good team. Um, actually, Brandon Dubinsky was on that team with me. Um, it was uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. We were both fifteen year olds, and everyone else was uh, <laughs> you know facial hair and eighteen. I was gonna say they're all probably <laughs> chain smoking by then. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, so what in the world? How in the world did a kid from Alaska find his way into a Toledo Cherokee uniform? Like I mentioned, I was uh, I was I was playing for the All Stars, and I um, one of my teammates, Steve Murphy, um, he was originally from Fairbanks, made the, made the jump down to play for for that team, the All Stars, and then he was uh, getting contacted by Manko to go down to the uh, the Ice Digger camp, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually at the time dating his sister, um, and and we were good buddies, families were close, and it was like, hey. Why don't you come down and try out for this team with me? Um, and I did. Uh, and honestly, Mick, I thought I made the team. I, I got scored on three times at, at camp, none in the All-Star game. And uh, they said, hey, sorry, buddy, we already have our goalies. We didn't expect a showing like that. Um, maybe you'll want to play for the Junior B team. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I, I don't want to do that. Um yeah, I thought about it and, you know, talked to my dad. And, you know, my dad, he's always been a, a real a real guy, right, blue-collar guy. And he's like, Johnny, you're 5'9", you're 5'10", five, 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 you're not going to NHL. You should probably go down there and have fun and then come back and go to college. So, essentially, that's that's kind of what I did. I mean, I'm not, not telling you that I didn't take it serious while I was down there, but it was, for me, it was more of a like a last hurrah kind of year. Mm-hmm. 
So you decided to to sign up and play. And who was your coach back then? Oh, it was uh, Varga. Chris Varga. Varga Kinsey. Oh my gosh, the late great Brian Kinsella. <laughs> he was he he was one of a kind man. Ah, uh, great hockey mind, uh, an awesome person, great guy, but holy Hannah. You make that guy mad. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. I, now, yeah. do you remember, uh, was Ryan Bond on your team that year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bondo was on the squad, yep. Yeah, Bondo, I remember, the two things I always remember most about Bondo was, number one, he would uh, sleep on road trips. He'd sleep up in the overhead compartment <laughs> yeah, on the bus. <laughs> yep, he could fit. Yep, he and he fit comfortably. Uh, so, but and the other thing was, he got Kinsey so PO'd. I mean, so PO'd because he, what happened was they were in practice, they were running a drill, and uh, I think Bondo was uh, trying to dump the puck, and just being he just kind of was lackadaisical, so he just fired it uh, right at Kinsey, and he caught him. And Kinsey let go with a string of expletives that uh, he set a standard. He set a record that day. And, like a cartoon character. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he made Yosemite Sam look, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Mother Teresa. I mean, it was hilarious. He, I mean, he did. And, to that, he, and, and Bondo told me, he goes, to that day, he goes, from that day on, he said, he, he always loved me, but I knew I was in his doghouse because oh, yeah. he, he, uh, he goes, I was, he goes, he was 15 types of PO'd. So, oh, yeah. but that was Kinsey for you, man. He, he did, you didn't have to figure out where you stood with them. He told you. No, no. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's something that, that I always really like looked up to with him was, was the passion. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, everyone says you need to be passionate about the game. You need to have this passion, but also passionate about life and those around you. Right. And to kind of have that perspective from someone like that, he was just a passionate man. And it was, it was awesome to see, um, and a great hockey mind. So definitely missed. Yeah. No question about it. And, uh, very, he was a very dear friend. Cause I got to know him away from the rink because, okay. uh, his job away from the rink and my job away from the rink, uh, our paths crossed frequently and so we became really close over over that and uh it was really funny i one time uh i work in in uh for a health system here in in town and he worked at at, for an orthotics place and that there they had an office uh in near our our facility and so and then to top it off uh chris tarsha who was an assistant coach um later i uh, think maybe just a little later on okay he uh we would cross paths in in the cafeteria at the hospital i was at and it was really weird you'd see three grown men standing there only supposed to be there for about 10 minutes for a 15 for a 15 minute break 45 minutes later we're still standing there talking laughing hysterically uh just being a bunch of 12 year olds and uh, that's basically what made me love this game so much is because it brings out that 12-year-old in you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I can appreciate that about Kinsey. Now, what was it like playing for Varga? Varga was, he, he was he was an interesting guy. Oh, so, you know, being, being a goalie, right, it's one of those where if you do your job, Nick, you can get away with murder, my friend. But, <laughs> <laughs> right? it, do your job, and it really doesn't matter what you may or may not do on the road. But with Varga, I always knew that this line was so, so small, <laughs> and I walked it so, so tight. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we always had this understanding, and then he knew when that puck dropped, I had one job. And I really cared about that job. But when that whistle blew and the game was over, I was going to have fun. <laughs> oh, dear. Why do I? Oh, boy. Okay, I got, I got the dump button ready. Uh, he, hit, me with, hit me with some stories, man. What kind of oh, stuff did you? So... Okay, well, so I listened to part of a podcast, and what you mentioned that may have happened in some hotel rooms, that... I cannot tell you happened or didn't, right? But things like 
like leaners, those happen all the time. But you know, Mick, you gotta be careful on you know kind of who you do that to, right? Mm-hmm. We had some big boys on that team. <laughs> so you know, I wasn't against setting up a couple leaners, knocking and running, and I wouldn't say anything. But I'd hear about it later, and the boys would be pointing fingers at other people, and it <laughs> it was you, <laughs> <laughs> maybe no. <laughs> or not. De- de- deniability, okay. Uh... <laughs> So you're t- you're taking the same tack as you did when we mentioned uh, the gifts that you kept on giving in hotel room bathrooms. Well, I might have done that a couple of times, but you know, at the end of it, I think that people had more fun blaming it on me than it was me because you know I, I can't take all of the credit for that. <laughs> I might have, I might have, <laughs> might have had some assistance sometimes helping me get into places and this and that. So oh. it wasn't all me by myself. You got to have some help sometimes. Wow. <laughs> see now that's see that, that no one would tell me that. That's that's the thing. No one told me that that you might have had some help. I, I never broke into a room, right? <laughs> these, these doors were closed, Nick. Someone's got to let you in. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, are you are you going to be uh, brave enough here to uh, mention a couple of names? And of course, <laughs> using deniability or plausibility of uh, possibly helping you or not. Well, you know, it was it was one of those where uh, the goalies always room together. Right. Yep. So Tony, Tony might, you know, Tony, <laughs> Tony had more involvement than he'll ever admit to anybody. Um, but you know, you know, you know, Tony, Tony was always like the uh, kind of quiet, kind of like Godfather Italian esque kind of like attitude, super calm. You know, so he was like the perfect accomplice, right? Because oh, I was man. always, always kind of like, you know, hey, look at this funny guy, always joking around. Tony was always serious, so no one was gonna blame Tony. <laughs> of course not. so it 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 was it was fine like i said we walked this line very very tightly um there were a couple of nights where we went out right uh like you shouldn't but you're an 18 year old hockey player in a random city um we found out we could get into a couple of uh places you know places uh little places that might serve alcohol and have dance floors yes i understand Um, so we, 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 we had some fun nights at those places. Um, you know, I will never drink Goldschlager again. <laughs> Just between you and me, neither will I. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I had, um, I had the, the, the Bash Brothers carry me out of a uh, Western bar one night. Because um, <laughs> you know, it's just too much Goldschlager. But uh, you know, you got people like that around you. It's, it's you're fine. <laughs> now, who are, who, who, who? Now, for those that don't know, tell them who the Bash Brothers were. Oh, it was Jared Siganuk and Lanciano. Yep. So these, these these two East Coasters were were specimen of of bodybuilding just madness. We used to <laughs> so Marga and and Kinsey right is this big like you got to go to the gym you got to go to the gym to work out and Nick you know me I'm like five nine back then I was about 155 pounds <laughs> like go to the gym why am I gonna go I don't need to go to the gym I need to stop the pot right so we'd have to go to the gym and I'd go to the gym with these guys and they'd be bench pressing like <laughs> insane insane amount of weight right and these yeah. guys are just huge um Siganuk, I, I don't even the, the guy didn't really wear shoulder pads <laughs> That's true. That is so true. Huge. Yeah, it was crazy. But these guys, I mean, nice guys, great guys off the ice, right? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to run into them in the corner, especially if I had my head down. Nope. Yeah, you know what the fun the thing is, I uh, with Jared, uh, you talk about you know some silly things that you guys did back then. Uh, the thing I'll always hate him for is because he, you know, I love him to death. But the reason I'll always hate him is because he silly stringed my car when we were at nationals. <laughs> Of course, again, he, he took a page out of the John Sitton book. He, you know, deniability. You know, it could have been me. It could not have been me. There may have been some other people there. I don't know if it was my idea originally. Uh, why? I don't know, John. I believe you. Anyhow. But, oh, man. But, yeah, he silly stringed my car, and I won. I could have strangled him with a good heart. But, uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I bit the... I bit the uh, I bit the chew on that one and just kind of said, okay, I bit the bullet. And uh, I, you know, it, it, it is funny because you're right. He now he looked like he was like, he had the big shoulder pads going and there were no shoulder pads. Oh, those were his shoulders. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was one time. And then Lanciano, 
Of course, the thing I love about Chris cracks me up. That guy, that guy could talk and talk. Yep. And just keep saying that for about twenty minutes, and you get my point. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. that's what I loved about. And he's uh, now uh, he's now a police officer in uh, Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, so yep. he's uh, he's doing his thing. But oh my gosh, loved watching that him and him and Jared both play because Jared played a little bit up front too sometimes, didn't he? Well, shoot, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> dump the puck in the corner. And yeah. After it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> He's that guy, you know. I mean, again, even as a defenseman, I mean, there's a lot of people that saw that puck go in their end or their corner, and they're like, "Oh, great, here we go." <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a big dude. Yeah, he ended up. I, I know he played some. He spent some time in the SPHL in the Southern Professional League. Uh, oh, okay. I know he played in Knoxville. And uh, I think he played like two, maybe a couple of seasons there. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard from him in a while, but I know uh, Lanciano keeps in close touch with them still. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine so. I tried to find Chris once when I was in that side of the country. Just the timing didn't work out. Um, you know, pre-COVID, I traveled a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a human suitcase. Um, so whenever I'd end up in a city, and I knew someone was close. I would, you know, try to get together. I actually got to hang out with um, my billet mom and brother and sister a couple of different times. I'd end up in Columbus uh, for a meeting. So I'd have them come down to Columbus and put them up in a hotel for the night and, and kind of hang out with them. So that, that's always a good time. Well, I'll tell you what, just for future reference, and once we get through this stuff, you ever come back this way, uh, you hit me up because not only just for me to see you, but just the idea that because I've got a lot of the guys that are coming to me through social media so that I can get them on the podcast, uh, I can hook you up if you're in a city and I know somebody that's in that city. Uh, oh, that sounds, you play um, sounds great. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely keep that in the back of our beaners. But now let's talk here for a minute about that year. Uh, of course, you split time with Tony. What was it like when you first walked into that locker room at the beginning of the season when you decided, okay, I'm going to stay, I'm going to play here and play with the Cherokee? Oh, honestly, that was probably one of the most uncomfortable, you aren't welcome here, (laughs) type of walking into the locker room. Um, I wasn't part of camp. I didn't know a big group of that guy. You know, there's a big group of guys like one together, Uh, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, they, they want to, like a national tier two championship the year or two years before. Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 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 was it a U16? Something like that, right? Yeah. It was like, you know, uh, Abba Zaba and like, you know, Corsini and, you know, all, all those guys like played together, right? So they, yeah. they really knew each other. And I was this guy from Alaska. They got cut from the junior eight team. <laughs> they didn't like me for a while. Um, but I just like stopped the puck. And then I was kind of funny. So, you know, eventually I grew up, people. <laughs> now, I mean, because I was going to say, the thing the thing that they always say about, you know, of course, and you were kind of the prototypical of it was goalies, you know. Everyone always oh, yeah. goes goalies, you know. And you were more prototypical of that of that thought process than, I think, like Tony Corsini. Corsini was, he was, he wasn't, he, he had his odd duck moments, but he was, like you said, he's more of a, the quiet of the two. Where you were more the yeah you were more the uh, yeah I'm going to I'm going to have some fun here and this is how <laughs> yep 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 watch this <laughs> <laughs> yeah usually right. things don't end well when you say hey guys looky here <laughs> yep 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 <laughs> no it's I mean that's uh, I've always you know liked to have fun uh, that's uh, that's still me right still always yep. having a good time um, I heard uh, I heard something about a potential little Cherokee, uh, little alumni get-together skate thing, um, that, uh, that would be a good time. It's a long plane ride, but I got plenty of airline miles. Well, then count yourself in, and we'll even start you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that way you don't have to worry about it. you get more people to hate you. No, I'm kidding. But uh, it's uh, – no, but we're, well, that's the game plan is in a couple – we're going to – once this COVID stuff all settles down and everything – we're going to put everything together so that we can do an alumni weekend where, you know, the guys can come in, uh, watch maybe a game or two of Cherokee hockey of the current team. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they, well, we usually do it around the fundraiser, which is the reverse raffle, where everyone okay. gets together and has have a few pops and tell some tall tales. And, yeah. I'll, you know, we'll get to do all of that. Plus, during the day, it's also we'll do a alumni game 
And, you know, the guys that want to play can, and the ones that don't can, like I say, heckle from the stands. And, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> There you go. That's what it's all about. So that's what that's the whole idea, though. And we we just want to get guys back together again to reconnect and stuff that haven't talked to each other in a while, and uh, you know, just kind of remember the bond that they had back then and how strong it is and why we're doing this. You know why oh, yeah. we you know what it means to us, what it means to be a Cherokee. So uh, now you guys, how how many do you remember how many games you played back when you were in that year with Tony when you split the season? How many games I played personally? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say mid twenties, probably. Yeah, so it's pretty good, about half and half, more or less. Yeah, Varga, Varga split it pretty well. Um, I played at the end of the year. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point during yep. the synergy, right? But, uh, but yeah, um, we we pretty much split it pretty pretty dang evenly. Now, do you remember the first game that you suited up for Toledo and played in? <laughs> No, no, I don't. I don't remember that first game. No, no. Um, I actually reached out to, and I don't remember what her name was, but there's somebody that's part of the Cherokee staff currently that I figured might have what I wanted. I emailed her, asked me if they had any game film from that year, um, and I hadn't gotten a response back. Well, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a long shot, Nick. That was back when. Uh, I mean, shoot, buddy. I think I had a flip phone when I played for the Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, let's put it this way: I didn't even have a phone when you were there. But uh, now I re- now I know who you're talking about. Brandy Stanton is her name. She's the uh, the game night operations person for Toledo. Uh, Precisely. Yeah, and now the, I'll I'll help you with that. Just keep in touch with me because. I will try to see because the library pre this was before pay-per-view hockey, which is what everything is on now. Like hockey TV is the carrier for the Cherokee now, but yeah, they're on hockey TV.com. And matter of fact, I, uh, as a favor to their current broadcaster, Zeke Fravor, uh, he asked me if I could fill in for him last night for the season opener, the home opener with against Columbus and I went over there last night and filled filled in, and it was a blast. But uh, the, you know, and it was fun going back. It's like going back home. You know, it, it was. It was going back home. Well, the thing is, is that uh, you know everything was before it was uh, hockey TV. It was uh, another company that did pay per view, and I know they had uh, all the stats stuff on uh, Point Streak and everything back then. Uh, not too far back then, but back then. And then, uh, matter of fact, I think our stuff went as back about as far as I think 2007. And so, but, but, uh, the former owner of the Cherokee used to film every single game, literally. I mean, they, they, they used, uh, VHS. That's how old this stuff is. They, They would use VHS and then they used, um, uh, I think, uh, digital eight tape. And yeah, we're going back a ways here. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyhow, and then they went to DVD. Okay. Now, they're, they've been out of the former owner. They've been out of it for a while as far as uh, being part of the team. But they've got a library. And uh, I can probably get a hold. I know how to get a hold of them. I'm, I'm friends with both the Renegers on Facebook. And okay. I can get a hold of them and see if they can find anything from the 2004-2005 season with you on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I uh, I just like to, you know, maybe like watch one. <laughs> I think it'd be cool <laughs> to, to throw that in and you know just just kind of watch a watch a game. You know, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, I'll I can do that. I'll see what I can do as far as getting that done. But. Uh, I just uh, like I said, that year was a, a year like no other, man. I mean, you guys. Uh, you guys really were a steam a steamroller, and then so towards the end of the season, towards the end of the season, you guys started to really get on a roll. That's what I remember because uh, uh, trying to think of who all was in that uh, was Mike Marconi on your team. No. Uh, okay, that was later. Okay, because two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, I'm trying to remember, who were some of the guys that you played with? I know you talked about Jared and uh, and Lance, but uh, I'm trying to remember who else was on that team. 
So, you know, uh, Jax was going to score, right? Uh, Dan, Dan Bujacki, right? He was oh, yeah. Good, good, good to put up some points, right? Talked about Bondo, uh, Corey Abaglen, right? He was, mm-hmm. he was always in the mix. Um, Esteban Gonzalez was there. Oh, yeah. The, that guy cracked me up because uh-huh. never mind he had my last name, except I was cooler because <laughs> I had an S so he had a Z. But anyway, he, uh, that kid was uh, the only kid I knew that could uh, get, have a penalty shot or a breakaway. And we used to tease him about it, and he'd get so mad at us. But we would tease him because he was the only kid we knew that could get a breakaway or a penalty shot by himself, no one anywhere near him, and not get a shot off on goal. That, oh, he used to get so mad at us about that, and I won't say what he said, but he would, yeah, he would get so mad at us, but... I, the other thing I remember about him, <clears throat> if I remember if it was him, and I think, it, yes, it was him, uh, he was from Minnesota, wasn't he? Yep. And, yeah, because I remember the PA announcer we had that year was a woman. We had a woman PA announcer. And she was a local radio DJ. And I'll never forget it. She was back there doing, and she was fun. She was a great person. But she was, I mean, she used to tell me, I'd hear her talk about how just how dreamy he was and how she would, I mean, she almost virtually mentally undressed him. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, the guy's a kid. Would you stop it? And she would laugh. But, oh, my God, she would. She just thought he had the dreamiest eyes and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, please don't tell him. We don't need scandal right now. Okay, they go, the last thing we need is scandal. You know? And so just don't. And, uh, oh, my gosh. she. But she was a radio DJ here on one of the rock stations here in town. And uh, she, yeah, and so she would do the hockey games and just fell in love with the sport. And I think she was there for, like, one or two seasons and stuff. But she, I mean, yeah, she loved him. She loved herself some some Esteban, that's for sure. And uh, he was he was a, he was a speedster and uh, great kid. I remember his family sent me a, a a CD about how to speak Minnesotan. That's what I remember. And okay. It's like okay, thanks guys. But it was actually kind of cute. But uh, he was always a speedy guy, and um, no pun intended. Anyhow, uh, but um, I just thought that you know that was one of the guys. And uh, you talk about Dan Pajacki. Yeah. Talk about a guy who had some great hands around the net. That kid, that kid, for some reason, I, I don't know why he, uh, you know, he, that was a kid that always perplexed me. I'm like, why is he at junior B? Because I always thought he had the ability to be playing that year in junior A. You know, he was just that good. Of course, kind of like you, you had the ability to play junior A, just was a numbers game. You know, and yeah. stuff. Now, did AJ Jensen play with you guys? Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. He was there. Yeah, he was a blast too. Talk about a great guy. He, he's a, he is a gem. <laughs> yep, he was. He was a piece of work, man. He still is. I, I've, I, because see, later on, after his career was done in Toledo, and everything, he played uh, minor league hockey. He went into the uh, army for a while. Yep. Uh, he went and did a did a, a, a stint in the army, and then. Uh, I met his dad while he was uh, while he was in Toledo. His dad and I became really good friends and still are to this day. Um, his dad uh, was my broadcast partner for several, a number of years, actually. Okay. You know, so uh, so you know, I'd always find out what was going on with AJ and everything, and uh, just you know, you know, now he's a family man and all that good stuff, but. He used to be a he used to be a nutty guy when he was with Toledo. He was always a lot of fun to be around. Great on the road, man. He was a good road guy. Yep, 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 yep. I'm not going to throw him under the bus at all. But that guy also liked to have some fun. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh come on! You need one good AJ story. He wasn't he wasn't very far uh, from uh, from being a part of the, the <laughs> what was going on. No, he was he was always good. But, but Jackie was super talented, you know, but it was just kind of one of those where he had fun, right, with what he did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, he didn't live with a billet family, right? He lived with, uh, I, I don't know if he's still with her, but his current girlfriend at the time. Okay. You know? So, I mean, he was kind of more, 
I don't want to say mature, but he was more like uh, farther along in, in what one would call their life than most of us were at that time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And, uh, you know, so it's always good about that's one good, always a good thing about him is that he knew he had to, you know, he had to do more than just play hockey. He had to work because he, you know, he didn't have his parents to, you know, subsidize everything for him. He had to do everything on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know really who all did that while we were there. I worked for UPS while I was uh, while I was in Toledo. I, uh, I was a package sorter. That was uh, that was lame. <laughs> that was hard work. But uh, you know, yeah, mommy and daddy weren't going to pay for me to play junior B in Toledo, Ohio. Right? They're yeah. like, listen, you uh, you play comp hockey <laughs> your whole life. You want to do this? Uh, you better get a job. So um, that's what I did while I was in Toledo. Uh, I tried to get a job at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, they didn't hire me. They hired a couple of other hockey players. So ever since then, I've always boycotted them. We don't have that in Alaska. Well, that's <laughs> a good thing. I've down to states. I'm like, I'm not going to Dick's. I don't like those guys. Yeah, well, that's all right. I didn't. I, I've never been there. I've only. I haven't been there in forever either. So I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Now, um, if I'm trying to remember here about uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, Varga started to ride you as far as tapping you being the uh, number one goaltender in the postseason. Uh, uh-huh. What was that like, and why Why was that? Oh, man. Um, I always knew I was going to win. Always. I'm not going to lose. It's not going to be because of me, right? I'm going to win all the time. And uh, that's still me in men's league right now um i have a, uh, a knee injury right now so I, I've, I've been off the ice for about a year uh surgery here in the fall um but it's one of those where i'm not i'm not scared like i'm i am going to win i'm going to be the best player on the ice all the time and that's just something that i've always believed um and when varga was like hey you know we're gonna ride you until the end and i said all right you know i'll see you at the end and uh, it didn't work out um the way that everyone imagined it would. Um, and the end of that season was actually really, really crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get to that shortly. Don't worry. I remember that. <laughs> I was really tired that day, but I'll, 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 we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yeah. So, um, we, um, you know, looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, you know, did it have a, any kind of effect at all in the relationship between you and Tony Corsini? No, no, Tony, Tony and I were, were close enough friendship wise. And Mick, by that time I had earned the respect of the team, right? I, I mentioned at the beginning of the season, it was really hard because everyone really liked Tony and it wasn't that I didn't like Tony. I just wanted Tony's job. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it makes good <laughs> so, sense. It's, but, but by the end of the year, you know, I don't want to say that Tony understood that I was better than he was, but Tony understood that. I was better than he was, you know, I mean, he, he got it. We talked about it. It wasn't a secret. It wasn't a, an awkward thing, you know, but, um, we pushed each other, you know, um, and then Ben was always there in practice too, trying way too hard. Uh, <laughs> 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 buddy, we got 10 more minutes left in practice. Why are you skating so fast? <laughs> but, um, but you know, it was, uh, it was a very, uh, there was a lot of respect, um, between Tony and I um, that season, right? I, I don't have anything negative to say about that guy. He always played really hard. Um, he cared about the team, but at the end of the season, it was it, it was I, I wasn't a play, you know. Mm-hmm. Now so. that had to be. What was it like having a third goalie, though? I mean, it's like I told Ben in his podcast. Hey, I go, guy, I go. You, it's a numbers game. You're not third string because you're not yeah. a third string person. You're just the number three goalie. Yeah, no, I had never been a part of a team, right? I mean, you know, as uh, playing travel hockey, right? No one's parents are going to pay for them to, <laughs> to to not, you know, to, to not play uh, regularly, right? But um, it was uh, it was one of those where he was always pushing, always trying, always he he just gave it all the time, right? I don't want to sound cliche and say, yeah, that guy always gave it a hundred percent, but. That guy always tried so hard, and he had the best attitude. Um, and it was just a joy to be around, you know. And it's mm-hmm. so, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's not normal for that to happen, but you know, Mick, I don't know any other team that I've heard of that had this, 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 you know, this third goaltender that that was so part of the team, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he didn't just show up to practice and go home. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was he was part of the family, and it was he, he was a great guy. That's one guy I, I hope I can find here soon when all this COVID stuff ends. We kind of you know. He found me on Facebook. I'm not a big social media guy, mm-hmm. um, but he found me on there. And, you know, like I said, I'm usually gone a lot. So next time I get close enough, I'm going to find him. Yep. He's, uh, yeah, he's out Chicago way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh-huh. um, but, um, yeah, he, it's like I told him on his podcast. I said, you know, I said, your career in Toledo lasted 10 minutes. I said, but your impact, your impact on the Cherokee. <clears throat> is one that will last a lifetime, not only for you, but for the people around you. Because I want you to talk about the night we were in, I think it was in Peoria, for the playing for the Kirster Cup or Gold Cup, whatever they called it back then, um, when it was to see who would go to Nationals. We had already clinched our, our Nationals berth. And uh, we were in a restaurant, and Kinsey stands up. Well, I should let you tell this story as far as uh, how every all everybody voted on who was the starting goaltender. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually <laughs> goosebumps even thinking about that. Right, it's kind of funny how you you look back on some things, right, and still you know you you still kind of get a little uh, a little emotional about it. But um, so I I described how he was there. Right, he was there all year. He tried all year. He was such a part of the team, and I feel that that, you know, he had kind of come to the conclusion that, well, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to play this year, right? Um, mm-hmm. But when that happened, it was kind of one of those where it was like, wait, hold on a second here, like, tomorrow's game, like, we're, we're going to go to Nationals, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we need to go out there and play hard, yep, don't get hurt, yep. Hold on a second. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Right, and then it was just like a wildfire to the team. There, there was nobody that even questioned it. Nobody even questioned it. Everybody was so excited, so excited for him to find out. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great moment. Um, yeah, it could have could have went a little different. Um, you know, at the start of that game, I think the poor guy was so dang nervous. Um, <laughs> but you know what? He he did it. He was out there, um, and you know, all that hard work went to something, right? Yes, he got his chance, and it was uh, it was great. Uh, and, and like I said, it's great, great guy. And uh, you know when they when Kinsey made that announcement, what made it so sweet was that it wasn't in a private room or anything like that. It was out in the middle of the restaurant, yep. and yep. the entire place, not just our people, but the entire place erupted and went nuts. And yep. I'll never, as long as I live, I will never forget that. That to me just said that's what endurance perseverance and hard work you know and you that's something you take not only through not only through uh hockey but through life you know perseverance and all the things that you put into it it will pay off it didn't pay off for him with the uh with a uh, with a championship victory but it it did persevere in that it paid off with him as far as what he does now with the rest of his life. He's, you know, he's got a son now and you know, that all that stuff, you know, he's going to, that's all going to be stuff. He teaches him about perseverance and endurance and being willing to do what it takes uh, and, and have a great attitude while doing it. And that, I mean, you're not the only one that has told me about him as far as, you know, someone who they thought, wow, what a great guy and what a great yeah. attitude and, uh, you know, works hard and, you know, all these incredible things. And you understand why when you spend a few minutes with them really is yeah. a really good guy. And yeah. but uh, now we get into the playoffs and it was, you know, it, it looked like it was going to be another uh, role between Toledo and St. Louis. We were the two teams out of that out of the CSHL. And it was not only same business as usual, but y- you saw those two teams uh, that were the top two teams in the CSHL. And the thing I remember is that the Junior Blues 
they had some incredible talent. They always did, but, I mean, especially that year, they had some tremendous talent. And it was like, oh, boy, this is, this is not going to be – I mean, we didn't get an easy draw. So we had a really tough draw, and that really made for uh, – it, it made for a tough go. Uh-huh. I mean, from your perspective, how did you see uh, – the first couple of rounds with Toledo as far as, uh, you know, the way that we played. And if you remember, I mean, I understand it's been a lot of years. But well, no, I mean, it was a lot of years. But, you know, and again, like we went into that tournament and, and for me it was like, okay, well, one game at a time. And, uh, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be us blowing people out, right? That was done. Yeah. <laughs> these, these were going to be close games. Uh, you know, every shot was going to matter. You know, all that matters, right? Now it's now it's serious. And um, I remember, like, finally feeling like, okay, all right, like, now this is this is real now, you know? Um, and uh, it definitely, uh, I don't know, they, they, they were a tough couple of games. Honestly, I don't remember too much about those. I remember a lot about the last game. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I don't know why. Uh, so, okay, well, let's, ju- let's go ahead and jump headfirst into it. Uh, the last game where we got eliminated, uh, who was the opponent? Do you remember? No, no, no. Actually, I'd love to find out who that goalie was, but uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think it was Suffolk. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was, uh, but all I remember, I remember two things about that trip to Nant, because was, that was in, what, Philadelphia? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I, I just remember... Uh, we had um, we had a couple of uh, really uh, hard fought games that we didn't always come up well in. But the thing I remember the most was, of course, that last game. And it, once it got, I, I, the, my day was busy. I didn't get, have time to really get into thinking about things all Toledo because uh, Jack. Uh, Behan, who's the head coach, was the head coach of the St. Louis Junior Blues. They had a game earlier in the day, and he asked me if I could uh, broadcast it for him and, okay. and stuff. So I said, sure. You know, as a favor to him, I always like Jack, still do, still good yeah. friends with him, still talk to him. Uh, we, he asked me if I would do that game broadcast it so that the St. Louis folks could have a way of, you know, tuning in and seeing what was going on. So I did. And I did the game, and then so I was a little tired, but I got everything ready for our game, and then our game, oh my, it did not. It just uh, it was it did not go well. Let's just say that the breaks didn't go our way. There was some real questionable officiating. Yeah, uh, there, there was just some a lot of frustration that set in on that. Yeah, and uh, so we came up short, and then. Near the end of the game, there was still about, like, I think three minutes to go or thereabouts, a little under three, and some fights start breaking out. And uh, near the end there, a certain, uh, you know, again, plausibility being what it is, uh, a certain goaltender for the Cherokee decided to uh, drop the mitts and go down the ice and take on the other team's goaltender what uh, that that is who i challenged yeah <laughs> <laughs> what how what went into that tell me that story please uh i will give you most of the story um so you're right the game wasn't going as we had hoped um that's one game that i would love to get a tape of not just so i could see the ending of it but i would love uh to watch the game as well um but there's something happened in front of their net and their goalie did something that upset our whole team. Get the tape, watch the tape. Then we call a timeout. <clears throat> Look at the bench during that timeout. Faceoff mm-hmm. was in the neutral zone after the timeout. Puck drop, gloves drop, helmet comes off, and I went down to the other end and did what I was supposed to go do. <laughs> now, if I remember, didn't didn't they say somebody went like the goalie spit in the face of some one of our players? Yep. Yep. So I was told to go do something by somebody that I'm not going to say his name. Okay. And I went and did it. 
but afterwards everybody kind of stepped back and they're like oh well this guy from alaska this was a big problem right so i got a year probation and a 15 game suspension but the story doesn't actually end there because did you know i played the next year too somewhere else (laughs) no no i did not know that so there was a big, you know, big thing in Nationals, right? I mean, shoot, somebody walked on the ice and called the game. Yeah, that was the president of the USA Hockey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I mean, all right, I'm a little out there, right? But that wasn't my idea to skate down the other end. Now, I think, you know, you were probably at the rink in Toledo once where I don't remember what happened, but I turned around and literally flipped the net all the way over to where it was upside down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god! You're you're such a goalie. Oh my! So you know, but that wasn't my idea to go down and fight the other goalie. Someone said, "Johnny, go, go take care of him." And I said, "Okay." And they dropped the puck, and I went and did my job. Um, but everybody stepped back after that, and they were kind of like, "Well, you know, you this is your problem, right?" So that was one of the reasons I didn't come back. Um, second, I needed to go to college and you know i went and did the engineering thing um but almost done with that first year of school and my phone rings and and uh somebody on the other end says hey if you come play for us for the playoffs we will give you five grand and i said no i'm going to college right now and they said, well, yeah, this is kind of like a scholarship. We're going to pay you to come play for us. And this was in a league that you were not supposed to get paid to play in. Really? So they carried me on the roster for 15 games. Everyone starts asking questions. I get a couple of text messages, like people that, you know, that know me from here. Yeah. Like, are you coming here to play? And I said, see you in a few days, boys. <laughs> so... Uh, I uh, finished up my semester, and I left here. I arrived in Fort Vancouver. I was handed a check for five grand, and I was driven to my billet house. Oh, my gosh. Three games, right? Like three end-of-the-season games in this league, and then we went right into the playoffs. Holy cow. Yeah, no, true story. So, I mean, that's that's how I ended my career was, was actually getting – paid to play in a league that you aren't supposed to get paid to play in so then USA <laughs> Hockey found out right and they go hey you know because I wasn't the only one it was me and uh, this is like a guy from the OHL um, and like some guy from Sweden showed up like it was these guys spent some money on a uh, on a junior B team it's all over the internet right this is old news Nick. this is this ship, ship sailed a long time ago buddy yep. but um this uh that really happened it was it was insane it was uh o'neill was his name he called me i don't remember his first name jeff jim something o'neill but okay. yeah it was uh he got in a lot of trouble because there there were a number of people that were getting paid to play but um yeah i just remember after all this toledo fiasco um I had that long suspension in the year of probation, and they carried it and handed me a check when I landed. It was insane. My gosh. That's nuts. Uh, it was nuts. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like 18 or 19 at that point, you know, and uh, shoot, I remember, you know, right to the bank, deposited the check. When I came home, I used it to buy a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, like, what, what else are you going to do? But, oh. um, you know, I lost all eligibility, uh, and I was going to the University of Alaska Anchorage, um, and then it was like, Mick, I had zero interest in walking on to play at UAA. Uh-huh. Um, they had Bryce Christensen was a goalie there and then somebody else. And Bryce was from here and he's just somebody that's always been like, okay, you know, he's a talented local guy, but I was better than he was. But I was like, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> you can, you can play at, you know, UAA and get a history degree. I'll go to school for engineering. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's how all that ended, and then you know I'll I'll play men's league uh, every once in a while. Uh, there's a really good skate once a week, bunch of ex pro division one guys um, that is just you know no defense, really high skilled. Um, but that's you know that's that's kind of what I do now to uh, to still skate is just do stuff like that. Holy smokes! So so you play so when you finished uh, playing over there the West Coast. Uh, uh-huh. Allegedly. Anyway, uh, do you, do you, 
when you hung it up, uh, did you, I mean, obviously outside of senior league, but when you hung it up competitively, did you, what did, what went through your mind? I mean, did you feel any, not remorse, but just like, I'm, this is really happening. I'm done. I was mad. Honestly, I was mad. It isn't the, uh, isn't what you were expecting me to say, but I was really mad. I was mad uh, at the way that that last season ended with uh, with Toledo. Um, I was mad with the way that I felt. I was kind of like ushered out, you know, and like, hey, you know, this is what happened. You were a bad boy. You got to go now. When it wasn't my idea, right? But I wasn't gonna tell on anybody. That's yeah. not me. Which is why I'm not gonna tell you who told me to do that, right? I might tell you after a few beers that you and I are hanging out one day, yeah. but not on this. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I was I was pretty angry. Um, I didn't skate for a little over a year after I left Toledo. And then it was, you know, then I got paid that next year to go play uh, in Fort Vancouver. And I hadn't touched my gear, right? They were blowing me up to go skate down there. And I was like, I hadn't even played. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it took me a little while. Uh, I ended up coaching um, for six years, Nick. Uh, four of those years, I coached two teams at once. Um, I mentioned Steve Murphy, the guy that I went down to Toledo with originally, right? Yeah. Uh, I ended up coaching with his dad for six years um, with the Alaska All-Stars. Okay. So uh, six years of that, four of which we did two teams. And when we were doing two teams, we, we did a, um, a girls team too. So um, we would do four teams, you know, under 14, boys team, AAA, and, and a girls team. Um, we did that for years. It was great. Um, but I figured once I got to, let's say, you know, quote, unquote, 10 years of coaching, mm-hmm. then I was going to stop. And so that's that's what I did, right? Six Six years, four of which I had two. So 10 years is what I got from the local Alaskan coaches. That's what I gave back. Um, and if and when I have kids or a nephew or a niece or somebody that needs a coach, then I'll do it. But until then, I'm, uh, you know, focused on my business, and uh, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Okay, so talk about your business. What are you up to these days? Um, I am a principal of a lighting manufacturer rep agency, which is a mouthful, but um, we represent about 110 different lighting manufacturers for the state of Alaska. So the agency works with uh, engineers and architects doing commercial design and specification. So contractors buy my stuff for commercial projects, and we make a commission off of that. So it's like technical sales. Okay. Gotcha. Man, oh, man. That's a mouthful, buddy. <laughs> it is. It's really hard to explain, but yes. <laughs> yes, I get, I get the point, though. But uh, so now, uh, you know, we mentioned Ben and stuff that you do. Are there any other guys that you, uh, like, whether it be through social media or otherwise, do you keep in touch with? Um, you know, I don't I don't really regularly keep in touch with anyone. Uh, the last guy I tried to get a hold of was uh, Rout. Um, I was in Detroit earlier this year um and i had some time actually shoot i hit him up so i was like hey let's go to a red wings game i'll buy you a ticket because the bruins were in town so uh, i had an uh, an engineer that i brought down with me uh make part of my job is to entertain people it's pretty tough but uh, yeah i know someone's got to do it right right so <laughs> we went to detroit and we uh, we visited a lighting manufacturer that we represent um curlin so went to the Curlin factory, saw those folks, had a meal, and then uh, we went to a Pistons game one night. And then the next day, we uh, watched the Wings and the Bruins play. So um, just down there for like a long weekend, right? But yeah. it just it didn't work out. You know, we, we couldn't get together. So um, hopefully, you know, next time. I mean, there's, there's cities that I get to a lot, right? Like Detroit and uh, Chicago and, you know, Salt Lake. I mean, there's, there's a long list. But um, we'll see what happens next time. All right. Well, like I told you before, if you come to a city that you know might have somebody, I can always hook you up. <laughs> so Perfect. That's yeah, no, the... I'll, I'll, let you next, I'll let you know next time I'm in Columbus. Columbus is a uh, every other year thing for me mm-hmm. um, because uh, there's a national sales conference for uh, Hall of Fame is there. So Okay. Well, yeah, I tra- let's put it this way. I travel a lot myself, but that's uh, for me it's – be, uh, not for work. It's for uh, my better half. Uh, she's uh, seven hours away from me, so ah, okay. Okay. so I have to. So I go. I'm I'm on the road a lot. So I I'm very familiar with going through Southern Ohio, going into the over to the Appalachians, 
uh, going up here into Michigan, uh, you, you name it. I, I've, I've, and plus with all those years of riding the bus with the Cherokee, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm an old dog road dog, so I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to ride. So, but, uh, anyway, so, um, finishing this thing up here, uh, and by the way, this has been really a lot of fun. You, I mean, when I first contacted you about this, you were kind of hesitant because if I remember correctly, you were like, I don't know what I'd have to offer to say that would be interesting, but, yeah. uh, trust me, you more than have uh, made this an interesting, an interesting conversation and, and, and a very funny one. So where now I know you're, you're going to say goalies, but where did you get the, um, the ink, the, I guess the idea of wanting to do some of the things you did in the, in the hotel rooms, whether it be bathrooms or otherwise. Oh man. You know, so I, I mentioned, right. Like I, uh, I made that transition super young, right, to that under-18 team, right? So there were, there were you know, some kind of influential years where I was <laughs> legit, like, the youngest person on the hockey team, right? Uh-huh. So I, I had to be pretty sneaky uh, if I was going to get away or, or, you know, do anything like that. So uh, the other goalie, uh, his name was Brian Northcutt, I remember. He was the king, of just picking on everybody and doing stuff. And, uh, you know, he will never listen to this podcast, ever. I don't even know what he's doing right now or where he's at in the world. Okay. That, that is who gets credit for some things that I may or may not have done in the past. That, that is not <laughs> a John Sitton original design. Oh. <laughs> as much as I'd love to take credit for it. But, you know, Mr. Northcutt taught me a lot of things. Uh, that's where I learned, you know, the leaners. But, you know, I was a, I was a kid, man. I was a 15-year-old hanging out with all these 18-year-olds. They taught me all kinds of things. So when I got to Toledo, and I was a little bit older than most of the guys. It was too easy. <laughs> you were you were you were you were ready for bear. Okay. I was I was I was already trained. I didn't I didn't need to learn anything. It was more like, hey boys, have you seen this one before? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too funny. Oh yeah, no, that's that's where that came from. You know, it was. Uh, I was I was ready for the road before the road was ready for me. <laughs> man, oh man, I, and and yet it, it seems and on you sitting it just seems so perfect. It seems perfect. But anyway, so uh, before we go, do you have any questions you have that uh, for me at all? I mean, I know you asked about the tapes and everything in the record and the recordings, and like I said, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do to find out about that. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, you know, I, I don't have any any questions for you, but I do want to say thank you for, for doing these types of things. Um, I have listened uh, to, um, I listened to Ben's, right? And, mm-hmm. and I really should go listen to some of the other ones. But this is great. Um, this is great for the people that, uh, you know, that, that you call, like me, to be able mm-hmm. to think about, look back on these types of things uh, in this time in, in my life, right, that was so influential. Um, and it's good for the people that are part of the organization now to be able to say, well, gosh, you know, look at how it was back then. Look at these relationships that are still around. Um, you know, junior hockey is a really important part of people's lives. Um, and not everyone understands it until it's over. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> and right? usually, honestly, so, that's usually the, the, the time that you figure it out. Is that most kids, when they're playing or just after they finish playing, they don't they don't they don't know it at that time. It's usually years later that they figure it out and they understand what it means. Yep, 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 exactly. I don't regret anything that happened or, or the path that I took or the decisions that I made, but you know, I just my, my only thing for everybody else is just enjoy it while you're there. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not gonna last forever. <clears throat> but you know, just enjoy the game and, 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 and you know, know why you're there. Uh-huh. Amen. Oh. You're, you're preaching to the choir on that one, buddy. So, <clears throat> so any uh, any last words to Cherokee Nation uh, as far officially? I know you just said all of that, but is there anything else you want to add to uh, the Cherokee Nation that's tuning in? Oh, man. Well, hey, good luck this year, boys. I'm a new, uh, I didn't know that I, I could watch the games online, Nick, so thanks for mentioning that. I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Good luck, boys. And uh, I don't know who the goalies are this year. But stay in the net. Yes, Mason Snyder. <laughs> Mason Snyder, I know, and uh, is our is our number one goalie right now. 
but uh, I say R. I, I haven't I haven't called a game in uh, well after lap before last night. I haven't called a game in several years, so I've been retired. So, but I still you know that's why I do this podcast because I, I still have you cut my heart open and you will find a Cherokee head logo on in there. You know? Oh, that's awesome. So that's what it's about for me. And this is my way of giving back and saying thank you is to feature you guys because you guys were the ones that made my job easy. So, awesome. so anyway, well, John, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here today. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope you do stay a little more active when you can. I know you're busy, but when you can on social media, because there are a lot of guys out there that do that are a part of this organization that you played with. And I'm sure they would love to hear from you. And then when they hear this podcast, I'm sure they probably will. <laughs> yep. yep. No, sounds good, Nick. And uh, thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yep. I appreciate it too, my friend. Well, that's going to do it from here. We appreciate John coming in here and hanging out with us. Uh, this has been episode 26 of the Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget, you can always uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, platform you prefer, whether it's iHeart or TuneIn. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Google, Amazon, you name it. So just uh, be sure to uh, hit uh, to subscribe to get whenever this podcast drops. We drop it every Wednesday and Saturday. We drop our podcasts here. So uh, be sure to check them out. And uh, for John Sitton, I am Mick. We will talk to you soon. And thanks for tuning in right here on the Cherokee Rewind. <laughs>